0: The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends.
1: Today on Power of the Word. Because he knows if the atmosphere is right, that the power and the anointing of God will manifest. People will get saved, people get born again, people get filled with the Spirit, gives the Spirit operate, but you gotta have the atmosphere where that can happen. There's a lot of things that create a good atmosphere, worship and praise, we talked about these just real briefly. Uh, Thankfulness, those are all contributors to a positive atmosphere. Uh, Faith, where there's no unbelief, he could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief. So unbelief creates a negative atmosphere that God cannot or will not work in.
0: The Bible is no ordinary book. It's the living, breathing Word of God Almighty. In this series, Prioritizing God's Word, Dr. Ed King emphasizes the importance of consistent daily Bible reading and reminds us that Scripture is God's love letter to us. It's full of His promises and is a guidebook for life.
1: If you have a daily devotional life where you spend time just reading Scripture, you'll find that the scripture will inspire you even on what to pray and how to pray.
0: Putting God's Word first can change everything about you and provide the understanding needed for your future in Him. To receive this series, Prioritizing God's Word, as a digital download for $13 or on CD for 25, visit us online at poweroftheword.com or call us at 1-800-956-4433 make God's word a priority in your life. You will never be the same.
1: Praise God. Well, Lord, you're good, and your mercy does endure forever. Hallelujah. And you know, know, last week, uh, we talked about God works in atmospheres. Everybody say atmospheres. Atmospheres. Now, when you think of atmosphere, typically we think about the atmosphere around the earth, uh, you know, the air around the earth and the layers of the atmosphere. But atmosphere means more than that. It means the uh, surrounding or the sphere of influence that we're involved in or engaged in. And all of us carry with us a little bit of an atmosphere, There's other words that you could use that may fit different contexts a little bit differently. But uh, atmospheres are created by a lot of things. Words create atmospheres. Um, Harsh words can create negative atmospheres. The Bible tells you that if you go into a house and uh, you speak peace to it, that if your peace remains on the house, you can stay there. But if your peace returns to you, so peace is a tangible thing that we administer. And if your peace returns to you, the atmosphere is not right. Some people said, would you believe in the haunted houses? Well, not probably in the way Hollywood would portray it. But I believe in the concept of, of spirits being regional and being localized. And I believe that spirits try to take up residence in certain areas. Depending on what's going on there, what would cause a spirit to take up a residence in a certain place? Well, it has to happen by the permission of somebody. And usually it's got to do with rituals or rites or words or various things. And uh, that's what witchcraft's all about. That's what it is. And so we in Jesus' name have authority over that, but it's still real and we still have to deal with it. Amen? It's still a real concept. So atmospheres do not just include what goes on in the air or heavenlies around the earth, but it has to do with certain locales and certain, uh, maybe just even houses or regions or businesses or various things And our spheres of influence. Spheres, atmosphere, our spheres of influence. You follow what I'm saying? And so we talked about that. We won't go too deep into it again. But, uh, you know, I have one thing in mind often when I prepare to preach, but God always seems to have something else in mind. And so my best laid plans don't always work, but I'm open. You know, and I go to God open. I don't want to tell God what, he wants to deliver i try to listen to what his will is and so i had a another complete set of thoughts and the whole thing about atmospheres i'd given you one shot at it and that's about all i was going to do with it and i had another thing that i was you know preparing and doing my notes and all on and the lord said i'm not through with that the atmosphere thing so i'm going to talk about a little bit more that's all right. Amen. Might as well be, cause he's the one that told me to do it. But you know, in Jesus', Jesus own ministry, he had to leave Nazareth and move to Capernaum, headquarters of his ministry there, because in Nazareth, Scripture says he could there. Didn't say he wouldn't. Said he couldn't. He could there do no mighty works because of their unbelief, their familiarity with him. A lot of historical uh, events that caused them probably to lose some respect for him they couldn't let him become you know the bible says follow me and i'll make you fishers of men we're all in the process of being made we're all in the process of becoming what you were is not what you are necessarily going to be the bible says if any man be in christ he's a new creature old things are passed away behold all things become new and so sometimes god makes radical changes in people's lives he can change your total direction in life he can change the way you go the way you head, what you do he can change everything about you but sometimes the people who've known you from the past they won't let you change and that's why sometimes different environments allow certain things to happen that can't happen in certain environments the bible says a prophet's not without honor but his own country and his own kin and it's that very reason because the memories won't allow that to to go on amen and i grew up here in knoxville and uh, i can tell you there's a lot of things from the past that i mean i've been in the ministry now you know a long time and there are certain things from before that still come back up and it's not necessarily bad things, it's just things. I knew you when. Yeah, I hadn't done that in a long time, though. You know, but people want to hold you right there. So I get it to a degree, amen? So Jesus had to move his ministry because of, we saw in certain cases where Jesus healed. He had to actually cause all the people to leave the room. One place that we saw that he, he took the person completely out of the town because he couldn't do what he wanted to do in that environment, in that atmosphere. Amen? And so uh, these are real important things to us. Amen? And uh, we saw in Jesus' time in the upper room with his disciples, who would later become apostles, the 12. There was one that had covenant did for 30 pieces of silver to betray Jesus and so he broke covenant and he was a violator of the atmosphere he, his unbelief his betrayal all the things that Judas had done would not allow him to be in the room where those sacred things were given when Jesus talked in that intimate sacred holy way with if he had been there the 12 it had to be reduced to 11 before he could even share because judas was a violation of the atmosphere he was a betrayer he covenanted with the devil and so there's certain people that can violate an atmosphere are you here It happens, sad but true. And so um, there's lots of reasons that atmospheres become what they become. And there's lots of reasons that make for a positive atmosphere. The church really needs to have a positive atmosphere. A group of people really need to have a positive atmosphere that they can come into and receive from God. That's one of the reasons that the Bible talks about. uh, You ever read about spots in the Bible? Um, A better way to put it would be a fly speck, because that's exactly what it's like. The reason I say it, and I'm I'm not trying to be crude here, but the reason I say it that way is because the devil is called beelzebub which is the lord of the flies that's that's one of his titles and so when we talk about fly specks we're talking about something that's not (laughs) you know very pleasing or pleasant and so you have a fly in the buttermilk if you will and that's what it's talking about when it says there's a spot in the body of christ A spot is one who comes into our, and this is scriptural, exactly, quoting scripture, that we have our feasts of charity or our feasts of love going on or love fest in a sense where you do the things that you do with one another in the body of Christ. People you've made covenant with, people you've come into harmony with, and there are those that creep in that become those fly specks, if you will, spots in the body. They damage the atmosphere that god wants to bring and that's one of the things you have to deal with constantly on this earth and i don't see any way out of it until we go to heaven and all the fly specks are left behind amen but i mean i'm just giving to you how atmospheres get created and what the devil really wants to do to destroy an atmosphere Because he knows if the atmosphere is right, that the power and the anointing of God will manifest. People will get saved, people get born again, people get filled with the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit operate. But you got to have the atmosphere where that can happen. There's a lot of things that create a good atmosphere worship and praise. We talked about these just real briefly. Uh, Thankfulness, those are all contributors to a positive atmosphere a faith where there's no unbelief he could dare do no mighty works because of their unbelief so unbelief creates a negative atmosphere that god cannot or will not work in harmony of heart no strife reverence for god the word of god present the word of god creates an atmosphere it just does there's certain things that if you go in as a preacher, you'd know this. There's certain things, certain places you go, and you try to preach certain truth. You can't preach it. You just can't. You can't. You can't preach it, because it just smacks back at you. It's like throwing a rubber ball against a wall. You know, there's no, there's no ability to hear it. And so Paul said, "I have things to share with you, but you're not able. You, you, you can't. You can't hear it." And I know how that is. You, you just get in an environment where you, you can't preach that here. So you can press, you can push, but you're just pushing against something that's not going to work anyway. You can't, you can't do it, you know? So the atmosphere has to be right for the Word of God. Now, over time, <clears throat> what you do is you preach the Word of God and not back down. You whittle out an environment that allows people to receive at a different level. Well, you can preach that anywhere. You can't preach it anywhere. Well, we'll go over here, and they can tell you, they're preaching the same thing. No, it's not not the same guy. It's really not. You know, it's really not. I'm not. That's not what we're talking about today. But I'm talking to you about how atmospheres get created. Amen. And. Uh, then with people who have a repentant attitude, it's it's a positive thing. You know, you got a bunch of hidden sin. I mean, it'll get, stop the power of God from working. Amen. And harsh words, um, prayerfulness, all these things they go into uh, creating an atmosphere where God can work. Now, in the process of me talking about this and talking about, now I don't know how far God's going to take this, so... This may be it today, and it may go on. That's my qualifier. Amen? But with that said, in creating a positive atmosphere in which God can work, and this is collectively, of course, but it's also individually for you. This is not just something that happens at church. It's something that happens in your life personally. Amen? creating the right atmosphere in your home. Uh, we, we have, Nora and I, um, we really do have a peaceful home. We just do. I mean, it's just, it's just that way. It's, it's a good place to be, good place to be together. It's just enjoyable, and we like being at home, you know? Amen? But I know people, and I counsel with people, and I talk to people, and it's not that way everywhere. I mean, people hate to go home because they hate what's waiting on them. Now, I'd hate that. I really would, I would really hate to have that kind of environment that I had to live in all the time. But you can change it, that's the point. He sent his word and healed them. As the word goes out, it heals the hurting, mends the wounded, uplifts the weak, and nurtures the hungry. Through power of the word, We are taking that healing message of hope to all the world to change lives every day and make a difference for the kingdom of God. Partner with us and help change lives. Paul said that when you partner with a ministry, the grace that's on that ministry begins to be the grace that comes on you. As you're faithful, we know you will see God change your life as well. We have several ways you can give. Go to poweroftheword.com. Call us at 1-800-956-4433, or text the word GIVE to 1-865-978-6380. Now, the first thing I want to cover today in creating the kind of atmosphere that God works in, God works in atmospheres. You want God to work in your life, then get in the right atmosphere. And it's not necessarily traveling somewhere to get in it. You might have to do that in certain cases, especially if it's that collective atmosphere. But your personal atmosphere and your personal space, you have control of that. Amen? You do have control of it. So the first thing is we create an atmosphere for God to work through our praise and our worship. When we come here and we sing, now I grew up in church where we didn't do praise and worship. Now what do you, you mean? We sang songs, but we sang hymns. Now in a sense, hymns were a form, if you understand what you're saying, there, there's a form potentially of worship in it but it was not focused praise and worship. And here we choose songs that are geared toward praise and worship. Now, some have said, well, praise and worship are the same thing. They're, they are, in a sense, very, very similar, but they're not exactly the same thing. Praise, I guess a better, a best, the best way I can define it would be more of a collective group participation. Not necessarily now. You can do it individually. But it's more a transition from the activities of life into worship. Praise is that transition into worship. You follow what I'm talking about? And worship is more thoughtful. It's more personally reflective. It's more genuinely you and you and God, not us and God. Praise is us and God. Both of them are good. Both of them are right. But there is a distinction in it. You follow? So when you say praise and worship, that's not just a segment of the service. It is something that's actual in approaching the throne of God to prepare us for the word, to prepare us for what God wants to do among us, to prepare an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very, very gentle. In typology, he's compared to a dove. And so the Holy Spirit is very, very gentle. Grieve not the Holy Spirit. So he will not come. Now, he's always present. He's ever-present with all of us all the time. But he will not manifest himself in an environment where he's not welcome, where he's not wanted, where he's not respected, or it's dishonorable, or people are flippant with the word, people are flippant with holy, sacred things. He will not manifest there. Try as you might. You can do everything you want to do. He is not on command by us. It is an invitation and the spirit blows as he wills. We create the atmosphere. It's his job to show up. And when the atmosphere is right, he will. And I've seen him move in some, some ways. When all the conditions were right, I just, I, I mean, it's just absolutely Astounding the things the Holy Spirit will do. I remember, well, you remember, Dave, we were in Papua New Guinea, Port Moresby. In that room, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Was a big room. Uh, I don't know. What did you say, 3,000 people in there, I guess? Something like that. And I mean, we're just there, and I mean, just the presence of God, and then all of a sudden, we started having revelations. I mean, visions. And we can see the angels flying in the room. I mean, <laughs> I hadn't had that happen before or since, not like that. And you can repeat all the conditions again, and you may never have that again. But that night, in that moment in time, that happened. Well, we're going to do that again, and it'll happen again. No, it won't. You can do everything right. And that's as the Spirit wills. But you still need to get the conditions right, and I mean it was an outstanding event. I mean, just I don't even have words for it. But you see that happen. You see that happen. I mean, I remember uh, we had uh, this happened. If my recollection is is right, because the first time it happened, I didn't recognize what was happening. But we were here, in this room, in a prayerful atmosphere, and I thought somebody had brought in one of those shofar horns. You know what I'm talking about—the big ram's horn, you know. Uh, that's what I thought it was, and I thought somebody's in the back blowing that horn. Well, there wasn't anybody with a horn, and it happened. I mean, you could hear the horn blowing in the in the in the room. It's like, well, you're just dreaming. Well, I'm not dreaming either. And it happened, like, how many, three services like that? Three times. And the first time it happened, I thought, who brought that horn in? Who who was it? Well, there wasn't anybody that had one. But everybody could hear it. You say, well, that's just crazy. Well, I know it. it is. To the natural mind, that is crazy. But it's a fact, though. It is a real, genuine happened event well let's get that to happen again well you can try but see a lot of these things that happen in your life there's one pass you may never see it again i don't know i don't know why it's just something that happens you create the atmosphere god begins to manifest himself You say, Well, I'd like to be in that. Well, I'd like to be in it again, too. All you can do is your part. You can't do his part. You create the atmosphere, he does the moving. You create an atmosphere where God works or where God moves. And so, praise and worship is one of those things. And you see here in, in John chapter 4, verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now there's two important things that you have to really underscore in your mind here in that passage. First off, number one, God says he seeks worshipers. So God's pleased when we worship. Amen? Amen. And you also have to understand that we worship in spirit and truth. Now, what does in spirit mean? That's from the heart. That's a genuine, that's a genuine worship. It's not phony put on, or it's not something that we just do, you know, when we're preoccupied with lunch. You know, you got to get the heart in the thing. Amen. Amen. So, it's something that comes out of a genuine heart. But if you'll notice, it's also, he said, that we worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, what does that mean? Well, worship is like a connection, it's a place where we transact in our relationship. You come to God. And hopefully, he comes to you. Not automatic, though. Well, he, he, he has to show up. No, he doesn't. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. He does not have to. Well, I worship God the way I choose to. Well, that's fine. But that doesn't mean the way you choose to worship him is okay with him. In the Gospels, we find a a very, very important and interesting concept. Jesus, when he went to his own hometown of Nazareth, the Bible says he could there do no mighty works because of the conditions that he found in that place. And so God could not move. Jesus is an expression of the will of the Father. So God cannot move in an atmosphere where he's unwelcome, unwanted, where he's pushed away, and all the things that go along with rejection in whatever form that may take. And we find because God works in atmospheres, there's certain things that we can do to create an atmosphere where he does work. And one of the things that he said in his word, he said, I will inhabit the praises of my people. And so when we bring to God an attitude of praise, when we bring to Him an attitude of worship in church, intentionally, on purpose, we give Him an atmosphere where He's invited, where He's welcome, where He's allowed to do what He chooses to do. Not a harsh atmosphere that pushes Him away, but an atmosphere that allows Him to do what He wants to do. And praise creates not only praise, but... Praise is a big part of creating an atmosphere in which God will work. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to do that and you need to do it today. Pray this simple prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I take you right now as my Lord and my Savior. I give my life to you to serve you today and forever. Sin, Satan, I don't serve you. Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Get in a church that has an atmosphere of praise that welcomes the presence of God. God bless you, see you next time.